Folks, the Winnipeg Jets have a brand new head coach, Rick Bonus. You wouldn't say he's the most new choice. He's had some experience with Winnipeg before, and now he is back for what you might say is a second turn. What does Bonus bring to the Jets? Is he the best pick? And why is his contract for only two years? We'll discuss all of this and more coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. As you can see from this, we've got uh, audio and video versions of this podcast available on all your favorite platforms. So uh, obviously, we just really love and appreciate your support. And it's the easiest way to keep up to date with the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. Before we kick off tonight's episode, I wanted to say thanks to one of our amazing partners. It is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Stay tuned to this episode to hear more about BetOnline and why they should be your number one choice for all of your online betting needs. Now, kicking us off tonight, obviously, the big news that everyone's been uh, talking about for the past couple of days. Uh, it leaked a little bit early before the Jets made their official announcement, but Winnipeg has signed Rick Bonus. And at the time, it was rumored that the contract was not long term. And I thought that there were some very interesting takeaways from that particular note. But first off, let's talk about Bonus himself. So Rick has been, uh, you know, with with the Dallas Stars recently, he's had a couple of other coaching tenures. I believe the Islanders is one of them. Um, There are a couple of other teams that he's worked with or uh, at one point played with. He used to, of course, play for uh, the Winnipeg Jets uh, ages ago. But, you know, coming into this now, he has uh, adopted an actual uh, coaching role, which is pretty crazy. I think that this is probably one of the most Safe choices, you might say, on the market, but also one that kind of caught people off guard. Uh, Bonus was not really linked to the Jets until the end of the whole coaching search, which uh, apparently the media was saying, oh, he was like an option as maybe an assistant coach. But I mean, let's be honest. I don't think he was really considered one of the top candidates in the running. All we ever heard was Rick Tockett, Scott Arneal, uh, of course, Jim Montgomery, but the later it got, the more it seemed like the Jets weren't really managing to get many of their targets. And in fact, there was a rumor that broke out uh, from a media source that Rick Tockett had a contract on the page or uh, uh, basically written down and handed to him. But in fact, that contract in hand didn't really seem to exist. So I don't even know if he turned down the Jets. I don't know what the interview stage of that process was. But Montgomery for me was the top candidate left. And instead of him, um, I think he only had maybe one brief discussion with the Jets. Uh, instead, bonus kind of seemed like the option. And I think that there are a couple of interesting reasons why. So bonus, you know, on the face of it, I don't love this hire. I'll be 100% honest. 
it for me feels kind of like a halfway house choice, right? Uh, Bonus's last run with the Dallas Stars wasn't exactly great. And when you look at his coaching record over the years, um, you're not seeing a lot of winning seasons or particularly amazing performances, right? Uh, over the years, he's tended to be put with a lot of really struggling teams. Um, and the furthest he's ever made, which I don't want to discount this because this is actually a pretty big deal, but he did make the Stanley Cup finals a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, they def- you know they lost to, a, they were defeated by the Tampa Bay Lightning as part of their quest for three uh, trophies. But, um, you know, you look at the rest of his record and there's not a lot to really go off of. Generally speaking, Bonus hasn't had like a tremendous coaching tenure. Uh, he was part of that Ottawa team back in the day that apparently was quite bad. Um, I wasn't really following hockey back then, so I can only go off of uh, coaching records and, and some of the information that I've heard about the, the team back then. But, you know, I don't know really how much there is to read into the results from the Islanders and from Ottawa. Both teams were not in particularly great states at that time. So just going from his like Dallas Stars days, I think that he kind of, for me, feels like Paul Maurice in um, the 2014-2015 the, the season when the team became really difficult to play against, where it was a little bit gritty, uh, maybe a bit uh, hard to play against in the neutral zone, had a very good defensive zone discipline for the most part, and used its physicalness to be, I don't know, a pretty effective, effective for checking team and a puck recovery team. So bonus kind of has some of those same tendencies. The only thing that I kind of wonder about it uh, is, you know, is this team more talented than the 2014, 15 team and would bonuses approach actually make sense? I think bonus likes a couple of different things. I, I think for one thing, he definitely appreciates uh, defensive commitment and work ethic. You know, the team structure and the way that he'll organize stuff is very much to have all skaters involved in the defensive process, which uh, the Jets previously really didn't do all that effectively. You had uh, forwards dropping deeper and stuff, but oftentimes they didn't really understand the man's own defensive schemes. They were confused, and so they weren't really that effective. Bonus, I think, has a little bit more of a clearer vision, which, you know, I I think would be all right. Uh, And, you know, when the, the Jets and other teams have played the Stars, you've noticed how grindy and annoying it is. This is a team that, you know, under bonus was limited in talent, especially scoring talent. And yet all four lines were just a pain in the butt to try and get past. It wasn't so much that there was a ton of talent, but the way that the lines and the spacing was used created not many avenues of attack. It was just annoying to get to the goal. Uh, And so I think that bonus could maybe apply this approach to the Jets and it might work. It might make the Jets a really frustrating team to face. Um, but I, I do think that it'll probably come at the expense of offensive progression. This is something that, you know, bonus teams haven't really been known for. They are not big primary scorers. So, you know, I have some mixed feelings about it, but there was an interesting part of this that kind of came out of it. And it's that bonus is signed to a two-year deal, which uh, was actually just revealed this morning as part of the official announcement. But uh, you know, before we talk about why I think this is particularly interesting for the Jets and what it might mean they're thinking is, I do want to shout out one of our amazing partners. Like I mentioned at the start of the episode, I wanted to circle back to our partners at betonline.net. They are your number one source for all of your online betting needs and sports info. I've actually used BetOnline myself before, even though I'm not really big into online betting. I don't know that much about it. Um, I'm not particularly educated about lines and odds. 
but they made it very easy to understand. And I made an actually a very casual bet on a Bundesliga match and ended up winning it of all things. Um, and really the whole process couldn't be simpler. You know, they made registration for a free account, super easy, very straightforward. But what's amazing about BetOnline is that there's so much more than just an online betting site. They've got news, podcasts, updated score lines, the latest league updates and news to keep you on the fast track towards the latest trends and make sure that you're making the most informed bets possible. They've also got live wagering information, uh, betting, esports, and so much more. And, you know, no matter what sport you're into, they've got you covered, whether you're looking for Triple Crown information, F1, uh, European football, NFL futures. The world is truly your oyster, and right now we're really in the midst of MLB season, so if you're into baseball, BetOnline has your back. Not into sports, they've also got Vegas casino games covering all the bases, so you'll never miss out no matter what you're into. Getting started really can be easy. Just register for a free account at BetOnline.net on your laptop or mobile device, and uh, yeah, I think it's a really great time, and if you want to give it a shot, be sure to do so right now because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are taking a look at, of course, the brand new Rick Bonus hiring, um, which is, uh, I think, a little bit controversial for a lot of people. We're, we, we've all got mixed feelings about it. I think most pl- people are kind of like, eh, a little bit on the fence, uh, more on the fence than, you know, many of us were hoping for when it came to a coaching hire. We were all like, Barry Trotz, Barry Trotz, Barry Trotz, and that didn't really pan out. So, uh in the meantime, the Jets have kind of had to scramble to find an alternative, and apparently Bonus is the guy, which I didn't really hear anything about until it was announced, and basically no one did. It kind of came as a surprise. So yeah, a, a strange past couple of weeks for the Jets, but before we dive into some interesting things about the particulars with Bonus's contract, I do want to uh, say, first off, thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. I also wanted to highlight that we have a very awesome live show coming up very soon. The NHL draft is right around the corner, and our team of local hosts and draft experts are breaking it down with insights and analysis for every single first-round pick. From first to, what, 31st or 32nd? Uh, This is obviously a time when, for the Jets, it's going to be critical because Winnipeg has two first-round picks, uh, 14th overall and 30th overall, which is very exciting. Um, But, you know, for each pick, you can join me 15 minutes after Winnipeg makes their selection, and I'll give you some of the immediate reaction and thoughts on both the draft pick and any moves the Jets make around those because there's a decent chance the Jets might have some trades in store, especially with the news that Pierre-Luc Dubois does seemingly want out, and same with Blake Wheeler. To make sure you stay up to date for when this drops, be sure to subscribe to Locked On Winnipeg Jets on YouTube for all the latest breakdowns and live reactions on the NHL draft and so much more. Stay tuned, and uh, I will see you folks coming this Friday. Now, back to Rick Bonus. Obviously, this is, uh, I-, I wouldn't say the most exciting hire. I think Bonus could be decent. And when you look at the underlying metrics for the past couple of years of his teams, they've been surprisingly decent. Offensively, maybe not super ambitious, but because of their fairly stout defensive uh, structure and the fact that they generally don't give their opponents a ton to work with, you know, their expected goals differential has looked pretty okay, which is a lot different than what we're used to. Usually the Jets don't create much and concede like heaps of opportunities. Last year for the Stars and towards the end of the season, that kind of started to change. Uh, Dallas was really running threadbare and you know, Jake Ottinger was basically the only reason that they made it as far uh, as they did through the playoffs. But, you know, that aside, looking at bonuses sample, which admittedly isn't tremendously large, um, 
I mean, it's it, it looks okay. The record is a little bit of a nightmare to work with, but you know, he has made the Stanley Cup finals recently, which is what we were kind of saying about Barry Trotz. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't win, but, you know, I, I mean, small baby steps, you know, we'll, we'll take it as it is. I think that the most important thing to take away is that his contract is for only two years. We all know that when it comes to the Jets, they like to commit a lot of term and a lot of loyalty to members of their staff and the coaching staff and the management team. But this, this is not the case, which tells me that bonus is not really seen as the long term guy. And my guess is if, you know, he was brought in and it was kind of a surprise to most of the media, it might have been because bonus was one of the only ones who actually fit a different approach, which is you're an interim manager, not really the long term guy. Maybe all the other guys and candidates wanted to be, you know, the the guy of the present and the future. But the Jets don't seem to be willing to do that, which I think is actually a good choice. Uh, in this respect, I think Winnipeg is trying to maybe wait out Trotz or another candidate. Um, if it's Trotz, of course, I still feel like Barry probably won't come back to the Jets. Uh, I just have the suspicion that he's going to stay in like Nashville or something, especially if Nashville either makes a coaching change or a management change. I, I don't know if that's going to be likely within the next two seasons, but assuming that it does happen, Barry might opt to stay down there, especially because, of course, his family has some unique needs and he needs to make sure that everything's taken care of. But, 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 the Jets did have a very good offer, apparently, from all accounts that Barry was super close to taking. So given that and given those circumstances, maybe this isn't the worst ploy. I do have some concerns, though, because I feel like the Jets need to start reconsidering the the rebuild option. I think the Jets are trying to be somewhere in between of like a rebuild slash retooling and being competitive. But if you trade Dubois, you're not going to be anywhere near as good as you were last year or the year before, which none of these teams have been very good recently. So why do the Jets think that they can compete in a division that is pretty tough in a conference that is relatively deep uh, with a team that's going to be worse than what they've had recently? Unless some like really good NHL players or something are coming back or somehow, you know, bonus really unearths a lot of the youth talent and and really brings it to bear in the coming seasons. I just don't think this team has enough firepower to go through uh, some of the more traditional playoff teams in the Western Conference, let alone the East. I mean, the East is a monster. So, yeah, I, I just have a lot of mixed feelings. I think bonus might be good for the kids because he does seem to trust guys like Heiskanen, Heinz, and several others which is good news for players like Heinola and, uh, you know, Gustafson and the rest. But in terms of actually trying to win games, I don't think I want the Jets to be good. Uh, and just trading away Dubois is kind of like a half measure towards starting your retooling and rebuilding process. I think the Jets need to be a little bit more aggressive because, look, I know y'all don't want to hear it, but the, here's the thing, right? The Jets are a little bit on the older side. They're not that good. And compared to a lot of the top contenders, they are so far from being at that level. Everyone says this team is only a few pieces away, but Colorado, man, you look at how they're built, how they achieve their success. That's not just a few pieces. There's several like top 10 talents playing in extremely elevated roles. All of them are in very prime ages and the Jets don't really have anything like that. And then you just go start going through like their death players, players that they've plucked in, in unique trades and stuff. And Colorado is stacked to the brim with incredibly underrated talent. You know, when you're your like worst attacker might be Andre Burakovsky or something, you're doing pretty darn good for yourself. So 
I think the Jets are further off than people realize, and I hate to say it, but Winnipeg has a lot of ground to cover, and it's not like it's impossible. I think if they're smart, if they really rebuild and retool this team the right way, within three to four years, I think the Jets could be really darn good. But again, they have to commit to being smart about how they build this team, and they probably do have to tank somewhere in there because you know these amazing, amazing top-end talents don't really pop that often outside of the first round. It's pretty uncommon. So um, I hate to say it, but like you're not going to get like Shane Wright or, uh, you know, Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid hiding it like pick 64 or something. The odds and likelihood are so incredibly slim that you kind of have to make sure that you do as much risk mitigation as you can and go for one of those top end picks. I, I know that that sounds awful, especially with how long we've been watching this team it's kind of struggle and, and circle the drain for a while, but there are some things that Winnipeg just can't avoid. And if you're not going to build through free agency and trades, you're going to have to build through the draft. And, you know, we haven't seen a lot of draft picks recently graduating to the NHL level full time for the Jets. So, yeah, I'd be curious to know how you feel about that. I'm sure you've you've still not really been on the rebuild but, or bandwagon, but, you know, let me know at HLivingLoco and LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter uh, and in the YouTube comments below. Before we kick off tonight's episode and close it out, I just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about where I see this team going now for the, the future and kind of how I feel about it. We've just briefly touched on it uh, a little bit, but just after the break, I'll give some additional thoughts and my own personal feelings as a fan, because I admit I am pretty conflicted, but uh, stay tuned just out after the break for those thoughts. And I will be soliciting your thoughts as well, because I feel like a lot of you might be in the same boat. Hello, friends. Welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are wrapping up the news that Bonus is being appointed Winnipeg Jets head coach. And, uh, you know, as, as a fan, I wanted to discuss my own personal feelings about the direction of the team. I, <laughs> I've i really struggled with it over the past couple of weeks. I feel like my optimism at the start of the offseason just like uh, totally nosedived, right? Um, ever since Trotz announced that he wasn't coming, everything just started to collapse. Uh, even before Trotz uh, made his decision, you know, it came out that Dubois and Wheeler wanted to leave. Wheeler, if he wants to leave, I'm totally fine with. I think he was playing too much, and I think he was being burdened with too much as the head captain. But, you know, Dubois leaving is obviously a pretty massive blow, and it feels like one of the guys that I was hoping to make a longer-term option of this core is now going to walk. Is it the most surprising thing? No. I think, you know, his his lack of commitment weeks and weeks ago um, and the lack of conversation and negotiations kind of hinted towards more of a divorce rather than a reunion. So I, I'm not super shocked about this, but it unfortunately is what it is. That said, I'm, I'm really disappointed with the Jets. I, I felt like they kind of just started scrapping for whatever was left and they don't really seem to know what they want to do. I don't believe that that's truly the case, but Winnipeg has been very I would say tight-lipped about their plans and intentions. And like as fans, I feel like that's just not really good enough anymore. You know, a lot of you have been spending lots of money. You know, I buy the merch and jerseys and stuff. A lot of you buy season tickets or maybe recently you've started canceling them. There's got to be like more transparency on what Winnipeg's course of action is because I feel like the Jets have been content to just be average over the years. Uh, and maybe that's not really the case, but you look at what they trade for who they acquire, what they're doing in the trade market, and, and what players they draft. 
and it just hasn't really coalesced into anything all that special. Aside from like one or two years, the rest of the time hasn't really been all that all that exciting. So, you know, as a fan, I just feel like we deserve to be maybe treated with a little bit more transparency. I want to know what the Jets are up to. I want to know what they're doing because I feel like right now we don't have that much insight and it's just disappointing to feel like time and time again, the Jets have let you down when maybe they're really doing tons and tons of stuff on the back end. And this is really the best that they could come up with. If that's the case, if that's true, fine, I I can live with that, but we don't know that because they don't communicate this stuff. So, you know, as a fan, I I just felt very disappointed over the last several years This upcoming season was going to be one that I was so looking forward to, probably for the first time in years. And now it just feels like I I don't know that that I care all that much. Uh, I, of course, doesn't mean I'm going to like stop, you know, talking about them on the podcast and all. But in terms of like my own personal fan involvement, I've never felt more detached than the last several years. There's just not a lot to go off of. And I think Winnipeg desperately needs some kind of a spark to kickstart it. And that's kind of why I feel like a tanking pick might actually do more to rejuvenate the fan base than just the team, right? We need some superstar magic talent to take this team and put it on the map. Right now, the Jets are just out there kind of floating in the void. But if Winnipeg can somehow land a player that completely changes the franchise, you know, works with guys like Cole Perfetti and Billy Heinle to take this team to a new level, I think that would be extraordinary. And I think It would make this team so much more fun to watch. The Jets have been such a slog recently, and I just want to want to enjoy Winnipeg Jets hockey again. Right now, I'm I'm kind of like ambivalent about it, but, you know, if they make the right moves, if they land a superstar talent, maybe, just maybe, we're actually going to enjoy this team again. It's not like I, I don't watch every game. I mean, I still sit down and turn on the Jets hockey, but how many of you would you say really sit there and watch intently? Or do you start surfing the web? kind of looking on your phone, not really paying attention because you know how it ends. You know what you're expecting with this team, and usually it's disappointment. I would wager that it's probably more than most of us want to care to admit, but, you know, the Jets just haven't really given us a lot of exciting things to watch for. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I'll probably ask it on Twitter, too, for a poll, uh, just to get a bit of a pulse on this and talk about it next week. Um, uh, On top of, like, our draft coverage, which we're going to start sometime towards the middle of next week as well, heading into Friday, which is going to be a big day for all of us. So again, I'll have that live draft reaction as it hits. But, you know, for tonight's episode, that's going to be where I leave it. Let me know your thoughts in the YouTube comments below or on my Twitter social media. But again, thank you for making Locked On Winnipeg Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you daily 30-minute podcasts on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on every piece of hockey in the world, Locked On NHL, your daily NHL podcast. Subscribe to them on your same platforms that you're following us on. They really appreciate your support. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.